Blog Talk Radio. in between. Live from Los Angeles, California, welcome to the Paranormal and the Sacred Radio Show with your host, Shaw McCain. Hello, everybody. I'm your host, Shaw McCain. I'd like to welcome listeners to the Paranormal and the Sacred Radio Show. My show is created to provide an open-minded platform that welcomes the gifted and extraordinary thinkers from every walk of life and circumstance. Please follow the Paranormal and Sacred on Facebook for upcoming events and special speakers from around the world. We're very proud to say we're translating to many different languages for our listeners outside the country. The call-in number tonight is 619-924-9744, and the Paranormal and Sacred airs every Friday night, 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And uh, during the show, I can take your questions in order in chat, or you may call in with your questions and speak with our special guest tonight. As a reminder, any buzz killers in chat or on the phone will be kicked out. You know, I have a copy of your number, so I'm going to call you back and bug you, so don't bug us, I won't bug you. And play nice and make this a nice, lovely place to visit. And I want to say, again, Happy New Year to all my listeners, family, and friends. It's been amazing and blessed three years, and now we're going into our fourth year. And I wish everybody a very amazing and prosperous year ahead. I just wish you all so much love and prosperity and health and happiness. So uh, we're still having that uh, little feeling of New Year's and all that. It's really a lot of fun. Anyway, uh, for announcements, I'm just going to tell you a little bit about Marilyn Salas and her creation, this beautiful mist. It's called Love's Blessing. Uh, she sent me a beautiful little kit, and I've been using it every day. And uh, it's it's called Love's Blessing. It's kind of a meditation and healing mist. And it's in these beautiful blue bottles, and she says it has 26 ingredients and special essential oils. And she also has a crystal on the front, and they all become blessed. Anyway, if you want a bottle, or you even want to speak with Marilyn Salas, she's a counselor, and she does healing out there in Ojai, California. And you can reach Marilyn Salas at uh, www.lovesblessing.com. And we do love her and her husband, Robert Salas. Okay, I want to tell you a little bit about Serial International. It's an organization I belong to, being a UFO experiencer. Anyway, we gather about once a month or every other month, and we also have special speakers coming in worldwide. And uh, But they have another counseling aspect where it's a, it's in group, and uh, the director is Yvonne Smith, and she's a licensed hypnotherapist in the Los Angeles area, and she's also down in Huntington Beach, and she has an office down there. Anyway... If you'd like to reach her, if, you wanna, if you're want to, if you an abductee or contactee and want to come to one of our meetings, go ahead and go to the website, www.cerointernational.com, for more information and help. And you can leave a message there for Yvonne. Anyway, you know, I have Texas cousins, and I'm pretty soon my mother's also moving to Texas, so I don't know what that's all about. But anyway, my cousins have Texas Goats Tours, and there's a uh, walking tour through Gallison, Texas. And uh, if you want to go on a ghost tour, and I'll show you all the Wild West uh, ghosts and the shootout, wherever. Anyway, uh, they also do paranormal investigations, and their team is called Texas Ghost Trackers. Anyway, Chris and Tracy, my cousins, 
the area code is seven one three six five wait five six two oh four two nine and your website is www dot texas dash ghost dash tours dot com I love them and go if you're in Texas go on that tour they're great people anyway we've come to the great time I want to introduce our wonderful special guest tonight Patty Greer. Patty Greer is, is surely one of the greatest wonders of the world of crop circles that have been mystified have mystified people for years. Sorry about that. Acres of grain are seamlessly swirled down into precise pictograms, codes, and math- mathematics. Many are seen as messages and have been deciphered as distant star maps, sacred geometries, political warnings, advanced propulsion technologies. I want to hear about that, and even free energy schematics. People always look up in the sky for answers about spaceships and ET communications. What if the signs are already here on Earth in plain sight for all around us in crop circles? Award-winning UFO filmmaker Patty Greer suggests this is true and has become a leading-edge public speaker on the crop circle phenomena. She has visited more than 100 United Kingdom crop circles personally and laid down the center of most of them. I think that's when she had one of her first experiences Anyway, the greatest discovery yet in Greer's research is in the footage and explanation of how balls of light and plasma fields are an integral part of the crop circle delivery process. Greer has received a standing ovation at the 2014 International UFO Congress Convention for her presentation on crop circles. I love her for that because that was a cool, uh, the whole thing was really cool. We had friends, we were tracking that event. Anyway, she screened all six of her movies at this prominent UFO event, winning three EBE awards for best film and best music and pbs affiliate cpt 12 tv has proudly screened two films by patty greer greer introduces inventors of 3d printers free energy devices and movers and shakers of the new energy movement such as such stone the new earth nation and foster gamble thrive movement as we heard about law the people in five thrive movement over here in california we've talked about that a lot so without further ado i'd like to welcome patty greer you're live with the Paranormal Sacred Patty. Good evening. Good evening. I'm so happy that you're aboard tonight. And uh, there's just so much going on in this, this field. And uh, I saw a beautiful picture of you where you're laying out in the middle of uh, a crop circle. And as I understand it, you had some kind of experience out there. Well, Why did yeah, you interested I- in all this? Uh, if you ask for it enough and you stay consistent, funny things can happen in the fields. Kind of like people that go out every night, night after night, with the intention of having an interaction. I think if you really mean it, they know it. Don't you? Of course I do. <laughs> except, except as a, I'm only hesitating, you know why? Is because I'm a, a, a UFO experiencer and abductee. So I kind of don't look forward to it, sort of kind of running from it, but uh, it keeps happening. So, uh, you know, the experiences have to just stay steady and hang in here, you know, because, you know, you're on the forefront, and I really admire you for that, and uh, that you're just going forward, and uh, you got these wonderful awards, and uh, everybody's buzzing and talking about it. I don't know if you know that. There's a lot of positive people, especially here in California. I don't know what's going on over there in Colorado, but... We talk about you a lot, and we're very aware of what's going on in your movies and everything. That's so awesome. Really good to know. You know, I, I'm i way up here in the woods in a cabin with the fire going, 
And a lot of people have dogs and cats in a normal house like I used to. I've got foxes and live in the woods. <laughs> I saw so, those foxes. Oh, yeah. All my Facebook friends are always like, are you kidding? And then I post, there they are at my door the next day. So, you know, I think that it's um, different people are doing different lifetimes. Um, and I think that I, uh, on on this particular shift that we're in right now, I think that a lot of us are like combining lifetimes is what I meant to say and getting a lot done really fast now because things are changing so much so quickly for people that are watching, people that are awake. What stuns me is people that are still drinking the Diet Colas and watching ridiculous TV shows that make them want to go and axe someone because they just saw it. You know, I mean, it's just like non-stop violence and people are still going for it i so i just i can't even like follow the news follow politics and i think that pretty much the more we pull away from the old paradigm the more we're going to be able to create the new so my right. movie's about what's going on now and how to move forward rather than being stuck or getting mad that's like old paradigm thinking. And there is this old and new um, median that we're sitting right on top of now. And I think that a lot of people are leaving, a lot of dogs. Have you noticed dogs leaving? Yes. I don't mean to say that, but like two friends last week, I'm I'm thinking, you know, even animals. But it's why I'm so passionate, and it has been the most expensive and uh thing I've ever done making these movies, but it wasn't like I planned to do it at all. This all now fell you, by, le- by, by leaving, do you mean that passing away? Pardon me? Do you mean passing away? Leaving, leaving the planet, yes. Yeah. Okay, uh, really, yesterday I was in my office, and um, I'm a counselor for the federal government. But anyway... I was talking to one of my clients, and, uh, you know, somebody like 36 just dropped dead. There was no uh, no nothing, no warning, no anything. He stood up, I was watching TV, and this guy dropped dead. I think that's weird and shocking. So I really still don't know what's going on. Wow. Well, there's I know a lot you of... hear about it all the time. I don't. But, um, I mean, if you're working for the federal government and you're hearing of cases, I would imagine that you hear more than most people. But I think that, again, right now we're in such a shift where all levels of government and society are going to clean up. And I think Mm. that we're seeing a lot of the worst of it be squeezed to the surface to be healed, almost like a blemish, you know, just to release the release it to the surface so that we can really shift the frequency of the planet. And I believe in us. I think we're going to move this bus. But um, it's been an interesting haul, especially with this bizarre subject, crop circles. And I had the discussion with somebody who just loves them today who said, how can they not be talking about it? Why are crop circles more suppressed than even UFOs? And I said, well, look at them. They actually leave physical evidence, like the bent nodes. When you go in a real crop circle, um, the wheat 
hundreds of thousands of them side by side by side by side are all bent at a 90-degree angle and not in a normal way. Some of them are like brittle wheat, end of season, July, early August, it's brittle. And there's hundreds of thousands bent at a 90-degree angle without being broken. So something that creates these crop circles is hitting the wheat, and instantly it heats it up to the point where it blows a bubble at exactly the same place. Don't ask me how. Well, actually, I can tell you how. (laughs) But it blows a bubble and bends over. And some of the bubbles actually blow a hole if they can't handle the level of heat and steam blowing through the stem of the stalk. But that is what's happening in crop circles, and it's instant, and it happens very quickly. And um, so I'm working on a very amazing new movie right now, my final crop circle movie, I'm calling it. And I have two different footages where you can see balls of light lay a crop circle down in seconds. And one of them is famous footage that everybody saw in 1996, and somebody famous said, it's fake, go back to sleep, and the world did. And they haven't questioned Mm -hmm. it since. I come in totally innocent, didn't know it was proven fake, saw it and went, oh, my God, that's incredible. And when I came back home for the first time after being in the crop circles all summer... I brought back that footage and, for some reason, 1,100 photos. And for some reason, I hired a film crew to hire to film me and my friends in the crop circles and um, came back and accidentally made my first movie. None of this was a plan. It was almost like Mm -hmm. I was in a dance. And it was after I had my experience in the crop circle in 2007, and then everything just multiplied Um, with all of a sudden I, like, knew all this about crop circles and was in the right place at the right time filming, taking photos in these little micro-light planes, which I don't know if I would do today, but I was just like, sure, let's get in. The pilot's like, door on or door off on your side. And I'm looking at him like, you're kidding. (laughs) You're kidding, right? And he goes, no, the pro camera people, they never want a door on their side. And I'm like, how high are we going? Oh, 2,500, 3,000 feet? Really? And this is the seat? Oh, there's no, like, harness? Could you have the door on or off? Off. I think you're strapped in there. Not very much. It's like a man's leather belt, my dear. I couldn't believe the little... Oh, it was unbelievable. And I did it, like, day after day after day after day. Spent ridiculous amounts of money. I was just like, once I had the experience, I had this insatiable appetite to just be there, be in every crop circle, morning, noon, and night. And I'd go in, like, at night. I mean, I I had the bug. (laughs) So, you know, I was looking at pictures of them, and some of you have the pictures close up. And it is a very interesting, uh, do you call it a phenomena? What What are you calling it? They refer to it as a phenomena, you know. I mean, if you have to find a, uh, I was going to say a human word for it, yeah, it's really like a mastery of art, in my opinion. It's a communication between other worlds and us to other worlds and us. And so what I mean by that is that, um, and I'll explain in a minute, <clears throat> that the only scientist in the world, only one, who's in the Guinness Book of World Records for his brilliance, proved that crop circles are real. And his name is William Levengood. And he died a couple years ago. But for the last 
20, if not more, years, I know for sure he was researching crop circles very deeply and grabbing samples from crop circles in different places around the world and doing a lot of experiments. And what they found ultimately that I think is the most important thing is that the frequencies that are happening to the wheat that are exploding these balls of bubble to bend the wheat with some kind of um, high frequency that, like I said, heats it up, makes the wheat, the liquid boil inside the stem. Whatever that is, is actually enhancing the plant. So ultimately, after years and years of testing, the results were that the wheat seeds and the corn and barley seeds inside crop circles grows up to 400% more food and biofuel with up to 75% more nutrition per seed. That's incredible, really. Yeah. Um, uh, what do you think this the okay, what are you saying that these who's creating this? So let me What did you you know what uh what I know what I'm saying is who is creating the crop circles and I wanted to hear about your uh, your uh first experience when you're inside the crop circle. Well let's talk about who's creating them and yes. um who the world thinks is creating them is people. And uh, the BBC and Ancient Aliens and all the shows that are well-funded are going and filming humans making crop circles. And then they show it to you on TV how easy it is with the boards and the ropes and blah, blah, blah. And then you go to sleep going, oh, phew, they're fake. You know, I can go back to sleep. Now it's so easy. And then um, so that's nice. That's what people are supposed to think. That's what the media wants you to think so that that's why they're not talking about the evidence such as the heat-blown nodes, the bubbles, the bends, the explosion in the uh, bend. Um, some of them are even stretched in elongated nodes where they bend. So we have physical evidence in crop circles. Not only that, but this scientist, which I will keep referring to because in the last year I had the most, amazing experience with him, which has completely enhanced everything that I know about crop circles, and it's going to make my the rest of my work be so much easier to help people understand what's going on, if you can even wrap your head around it. I mean, literally, it gave me a headache. Three weeks, I stayed at the farm with William Levengood's real science partner. Uh, she's not a scientist, but she was there working with him in the lab for 16 years, and that's who I spent time with last summer, um, once I realized who I was with, I, I had to book a and b and just stay for three weeks. And um, so here's Levengood's punchline about who's making crop circles. And it, I'm serious, it took me days to keep saying, tell me again, tell me again. Mm-hmm. So the frequencies are spinning in crop circles. And when I met Stephen Greer in 2010 in the middle of a crop circle, my last name is Greer, so it was nice because I said, Stephen, Patty, so he, you know, nice things about each other's work, but he had this big group of people that paid a lot of money to be there, so they were like, can we get back, you know? But he let us sit down, and um, it was interesting because um, there is a frequency in the center, which is why we 
were trying to get to the middle of the crop circle. But it was so cool because what he was showing was two compasses in the middle of that crop circle, and one was pointing north toward him, and the other right next to it was pointing north away from him. And he had it right in the middle of the crop circle. And what Levengood said, the scientist, is that crop circles initially all come out of the earth in counter-rotating vortices. So they're one spinning clockwise, one is spinning counterclockwise in these little tornadoes, and they come out of the earth almost always through water, through an aquifer, almost always, 96 or 7 percent both, on a ley line, which is a direct line between two sacred sites. So you've got really consistent elements of high spirit, water, and a direct communication that's coming out of the earth. The mother is speaking, and it's not just the mother, though. There's three elements that add frequencies to crop circles. There's us, human consciousness, not us throwing sticks or eating food, us, human consciousness, high consciousness. Our frequency, wherever it sits, is part of this three-way communication. And then there's ETs. And they're not always involved, and we're not always involved, but they do always come out of the earth, which blew my mind. Because I've always pointed to the sky and gone, thanks, guys. Yeah, I haven't heard that uh, concept yet. You know, oh, no. it's, a, it's incredible. Yeah, yeah I, it took me a while. So check it out. So when I go in most crop circles, the hair stands up on my arms. I get goosebumps head to toe, chills. I mean... You can feel it. That's one that I know is Earth, E.T., and maybe us, but definitely E.T. when the hair stands up on your arms and the frequencies are just... That's not us with boards and ropes. The interesting thing is, last year, I went with a film crew and uh, filmed some crop circles, and we I took Sasha Stone from New Earth Nation, amazing guy, into his first crop circle, great honor, and um, we had the camera crew, and really excited. It was this gorgeous formation, beautiful day. And um, so I walk in first with a camera guy to set up the gear before Sasha walks in, and I'm walking through the fields going, I can't freaking believe it. There's no hair standing up on my arm. I don't have goosebumps. There's no tingles. Oh, my God, this is a human-made crop circle. This oh, is before. really? This is before. I worked with a scientist and learned this different way to look at it. But it's proof positive that she's right. So we get in this crop circle that was absolutely gorgeous from the air. And it looked good on the ground, but it was human-made. I could tell because there was no buzz. There was no enhanced frequencies. I can feel it like easy. With my eyes closed, you could put me in. I think a lot of crappies, you can do that. With our eyes closed, we can tell if it's real or not by the feel, the buzz the frequency the and you probably sensitive i could too yeah so the interesting thing was we set up the cameras back in the circle and sasha and i are on camera speaking and i said there is a sacred site up there and there is a sacred site over there so we are on a ley line and we're in wiltshire england so we are sitting over the largest salt aquifer in the world and it is the epicenter but I don't feel the buzz. And Sasha said, yeah, I really don't either. And there were these five women sitting around the circle center with us. And I said, would you ladies like to say anything? And they said, yeah, we would. 
So the camera crew turned the cameras on them. And uh, the lady said, we are the QEG, Quantum Energy Generator Group. And just yesterday, we and our technical crew were sitting five miles from here in the Avebury Stone Circle doing a meditation and asking for a confirmation that our free energy device is going to work. And here's a photo of our free energy device, and here's a photo of the crop circle we're sitting in, and they were almost identical. She said, this is our crop circle, and it's darn real, and it's an answer. And I was just like, oh, my God, human and earth, but not E.T. See, isn't that interesting? Yes, very interesting. So everything that Um, Levengood is saying is like, oh, my God, I'm getting constant proof positive on all of his facts being really relevantly true. But I think the biggest thing that he came up with, which might be why he's been suppressed, um, is that these frequencies are going to enhance the food supply. There's something really good going on here. So if we can re-engineer the crop circle technologies, won't that be wonderful then to take into all kinds of food growing organic and not GMO businesses and be able to more mass-produce on a healthy scale, 75% more nutritional value food. You know, that's just really so incredible when we see all these pictures of uh, children starving and everything else when um, we have the technology and the ability to really create an abundance that we should all be sharing, that's what I think. When we see pictures of children starving and pedophiles hurting children and we see pictures of political campaign parties that are millions of dollars, we have to think twice now, don't we? I'm yeah, sorry. It, it hurts so much that, uh, I, you know, I have grief over this. So, you know, there's always the underlying grief of because somebody else is suffering so much, you can't really be happy. I feel that way world round. How can you be just happy when somebody there is starving or being hurt? Well, I've heard some pretty amazing stories lately, and I've seen some people acting really badly in the last bunch of years, and it's why I am so passionate about these movies. But it's also that I think that there's never been a more important time for truth to be told and all the misinformation to kind of fade away because we're really a confused uh, species right now. It's just nutty time. I do want to suggest to your audience to be peeking at my website while we're in the show because it's all crop circle photos, which is www.pattygreer.net, P-A-T-T-Y-G-R-E-E-R.net. Every page on the menu is different crop circle image, like collages. But I think that they are art and math. They do give us conscious and subconscious information, and different people will read them differently because we are at a different level, different frequency, different vibration, different openness. We're going to see something more or less maybe than somebody next to us that's totally into mandalas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Or that understands binary code when we're looking at a binary code crop circle. We've had Morris code crop circles. I mean, we've had all kinds of coded crop circles. We've seen 
languages that are two hundred uh, that are more than two hundred years old that we haven't seen them. Ancient languages that are like, where did this come from? Symbols. Well, that what have are been they on- saying? Have you had uh, any deciphered, or uh, could you understand any of the messages there? Well, yeah, I think one of the most notable was the famous one at the turn of this century. Do you remember the alien face and the big round disc with binary code? I do remember that, yes. Mm -hmm. Well, that one I thought was fascinating because it was within a year of 9-11. Now, 9-11 happened maybe, what, eight months, ten months before um, this crop circle, and the alien face in the disc was a binary code that was deciphered as this. Beware the bearers of false gifts and their broken promises. Much pain, but still time. Believe there is good out there. We oppose deception. Conduit closing. Well, it just gives me the chills. Uh, during that time, there was, uh, I was reading, well, because I had something happen to me, uh, I had a phenomenon happen at the same time um, the night before uh, that happened. I was at an actual, like, you know, a support group thing, and uh, everybody was sharing, and, you know, but I had been seeing uh, in the the eastern sky every morning going to work, and I kept asking my uh, coworkers, did you see that sky this morning? And none of them saw it, but it was like rays of sun was all in the east. It was just the whole, you know how you see that? It looks so pretty. But every single piece of the sky had rays on it, which was very unusual as far as I thought. So I started drawing it. And uh, finally, you know, um, I was drawing at one point in the drawing, I was crying and I felt bad. I didn't know why I was drawing this. Certain things were in this drawing. And uh, I was at a meeting and... uh, Everybody was talking, and then when it came to me, I said, um, sometimes it was so peculiar because when I said it, it sounded like it was right. But when after I said it, I went into shock. But anyway, I said, sometimes, you know, thousands of people die together. And because they're martyrs, God gathers them up like a bouquet of flowers up into himself in heaven. I said, thank you for letting me share Nobody said anything. Everybody froze. I don't know if there was one sad clap or what, but I tried like my like, to get out of there and race to the door. And this one poor lady stopped me and she said, "I really like what you said." And I was thinking, "Why the hell did I say that?" And the next morning, that's when it started. The first plane hit, and uh, the people started calling me. A couple of people had my number from that group. They're calling. Do you remember what you said last night? I went, "Yes." What did you say I was again? crying my eyes out. I <laughs> Tell said. Me exactly. Okay, I said this is just, I just shared it. I just blurted it out. I said, sometimes, hi, my name is Charlene. Sometimes uh, thousands of people die together. And because they're martyrs, God immediately gathers them up to himself like a bouquet of roses and they go straight to heaven. Hmm. Thank you. That was it. And I was embarrassed and shocked, and that whole thing started the next day. You know, it was just awful. And, uh, of course, I went to church and everything else. And, you know, you knew a lot of young men joined the service right then, you know. And it just, you know, felt like World War Three, really. Hmm. 
I'll never forget that. But they said, this is the part I want to tell you too, they said that there was a surge just in that time period of uh, a phenomenon of people looking up big disasters. You know what I mean? They could tell on the Internet that there was a surge in watching movies about huge disasters and stuff like that. So it, it was like a, it was being noticed by people that collect data that there was uh, something going on with people. You know, I wasn't the only one. There was a lot of weird things that were going on because of that before that happened. Absolutely. You know, uh, worldwide in our consciousness, we had something in us telling us this is about to happen. And we didn't know how it was going to change things. But remember how it changed things? Remember when there was no planes in the sky? I'll never forget that. And then when I saw my first plane in the sky, I started crying. And then there was two planes in the sky. Then we were kind of back to normal again. But it's never been really normal since, really. Well, it's a bizarre time. And, you know, it, when <clears throat> when the story changes, if it really was us, it's going to be a pretty shocking time for the American people to all have to swallow that pill. Oh, boy. That would be just terrible because, you know, we oh. have... We created right here a lot of our own uh, terrorists. You know, we have uh, probably the world's largest bunch of serial killers, or whatever you want to say. It's just, it's just terrible. We're reading these at home, really. And what do you do for the government? I'm a counselor. The uh, I counsel uh, prisoners that uh, had been serving time for drug cases, mostly and stuff like that. So I'm a substance abuse counselor, and that's what I do. Wow. And they're technically they're still in custody, but they're uh, they're on their way, you know, back into the community. So that's what oh, I do. Nice. I help so people you're like their liaison. Oh. Yeah, exactly. I help them get on their feet and get back home. And you know, they've all worked very hard to earn a spot in the free world again. You know, so you know. Now I don't hear a lot of people having grueling abductions, and I'm sorry to hear that you do. And because yeah, you yeah. work government, and I I hope it's okay to ask you this, do you ever hmm. feel like it might be military abductions that you're having that are grueling? Um, those were some of my most angry uh, times when I was abducted, is that I was abducted, I felt, and then what I saw was taken to underground hospitals, and that um, doctors and military were there, and the human doctors uh, I remember I was trying, I was I was paralyzed, but I could still see, and the doctor kind of got got scared because I was so infuriated with him. I felt like he was a traitor. So I was trying to see the name on his tag. You know how we're always trying to investigate, you know what I mean? Even though I'm in that horrible position, but I know the aliens are standing just out of my vision. Humans are there, and there's a doctor in front of me, and he has all his you know name tag, and all of them did. Had some kind of tag or insignia. And uh, I was in, I was so insanely angry. He saw that angry. He says she's not going to wake up. And they were they were reassuring him that I couldn't move, which I couldn't. And I was extremely angry at being taken there because I felt these people are traitors. Hmm. Wow. Because I feel like I'm an old school patriot. You know what I mean? I'm what? so sorry. Yeah, I mean, you know, this field is so um, such a test of great discernment because. We have so many infiltrators now that are trying to confuse us. And if yeah. there's enough people that are lying, it's going to make it a lot harder to decipher who's not. 
for the general public that really needs to grow up and wake up. I so think I can God. usually tell, you know, when people are lying. Um, that's weird. Um, you're not the I just you're not the general public. You're an experiencer. Yeah, that's why. I just think it's just odd that, you know, my role I play in this world is very odd to me all of a sudden. So anyway, um, you know, I can hear the ring of truth, and I can hear the, uh, somebody that actually sounds, looks, everything really perfect, and I know that they're lying. You know what I mean? As a matter of mm-hmm. fact, if somebody does that to me, I just tell them, well, can you say all that again and just not lie this time? <laughs> and they start laughing too because I really don't have a judgment with it for some reason. You know what I mean? Yeah. I I just know that we're all on this path. We've got to help each other. You know, get on, get going, and keep going. It's not just we're not here to serve ourselves. We're here to yeah. serve each other. Now that's the way I feel about it. Well, I think I also think it, those of us that are here now are here to save this planet and turn things yeah. around. Yeah. I think so. I think that just when you think it's over, you know, because all of us, you know, they've been doing this for a long time, you know, we're getting older and stuff like that, that that uh, you think, okay, I'm this age now, but I feel inside younger all the time. The outside's getting older. The the inside's getting younger. I don't even know how that happens, but it's true. I do a lot of, I work overtime. I work extremely long, long hours, and I have a second job, and I'm trying to do all this stuff, and then I have a spiritual life, and a UFO life, you know what I mean? It's a full uh, life. I'm never bored. Well, that's good. I know. Yep. You know, we have really active minds, I think, right now. And it's yeah. um, really important to choose your where you're going to put your energy right now more than ever before. Right, right. Yeah. So, of uh, you know, there's been, you know, so many... Uh, uh, they used to call them uh, fairy rings, and uh, the circle makers have uh, made these beautiful. Uh, they're actually the technology has uh, seems to be advancing. I see more and more complicated uh, patterns and things like that. And uh, what do we make of the the very complicated ones that are coming out now? That actually are beautiful too, as art. That's what I feel. Well, you know, we have. A lot of variations of sacred geometry, which are a lot of the very ornate ones. And sacred geometry typically has a center dot, and then everything comes out symmetrically from it. And um, you don't always see the center dot, but it's basically symmetric from the center. And so the sacred geometry is that it's relaxing to the mind, it's peaceful to the heart. It's why they do mandalas of sacred geometry. They're consistent from the center point. So it's very relaxing for all elements of you to look at it for a long period of time and be able to receive information or go into an altered state perhaps if the symbols or the geometry speak to you. So, again, I always say, you know, you can set ten really smart people in a room, some real crappies, some people never seen a crop circle, and lay down a picture of a crop circle and say, what is this? And have six different interpretations out of ten, and everybody's right, because you're going to see what you're supposed to see at the time. 
it's really a very cool art form where it is subliminal in that way. They just know how to speak to us through art and mass on a conscious and subconscious level. And they both relate to each other, too, because uh, I have uh, uh, friends that are artists and stuff, and they have consistently made these circles, and then uh, they look kind of uh, like mandalas, but they're also something else. To me, they look like orbs and mandalas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, beautiful. So, so you do workshops too, right? Uh, when I do gigs where they where I go and speak at events, I'll offer a workshop after I do my main presentation. Uh huh. But I don't take people for tours in crop circles. I suggest different people that do that are friends. Barbara Lamb um, yeah. is one, and I highly recommend her. Uh, she's done it for years. Now, Barbara's been in most of my crop circle movies, and I filmed her for the one that I'm working on now. So we're sitting across from each other at Contact in the Desert, this event where I guess you were, Shar, yeah? Mm-hmm. You were there, yeah. And so Barbara and I were there, and I think we were both speaking last year. I know I was. And so I put us on camera talking, and I said, so... I think you've gone in a lot more crop circles than I have. I've gone in like 100, 150, and she goes, yeah, I've been in more than 2,000. God, <laughs> that's I'm what like, I mean. Um, when you think of Barbara Lamb, like, she's so, uh, she's one of the giants, and she's this little tiny lady. Yeah, but the stamina or, is kind of incredible. Well, she's been my best crappie buddy uh, for the whole time, and we've shared a B&B room um, a few times. And so we'll meet like five days before her group shows up from all over the world. People come in to do a group uh, tour with her. And so like old college buddies, but we're not, we're years apart, um, we'll just meet there like days early and share a B&B room so it's not so expensive right there in the epicenter so that every day you get up, uh, there's like new crop circles within a couple miles. And so we get up in the morning, and at the B&B, which is so fun, they make you these English breakfasts, which is like stick a log in your stomach compared to the way we (laughs) eat here in America. And, you know, it's awesome, real whipping cream, clotted cream. So the one morning when we were staying on Honey Street at this lovely B&B, we get up, the lady's serving our coffee, and the lady says, um, but this was 2008, she says, oh, by the way, there's a new crop circle that happened last night right across the street while you ladies were sleeping. I thought Barbara was going to spill her coffee, like, <laughs> with her arms flying up. The two of us jumped from the table, didn't even sip our coffee, wailed out the door. We were like, which way? Straight across the street, over the fence. I, and i got to tell you, Barbara and I, like, ran across the street, and I took my eye off her for a second, turned around, and she was on the other side of that fence. I was like, how the heck are we going to – how'd you get over there? I was like, how are we going to get over this fence? She was on the other side. Now, I got to tell you, sometimes I don't think she's all human. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I was like, how'd you do that? Did you teleport through the fence? She's so cute. Well, she comes out here because a lot of people out here know her. You know, and she's well thought of. She's marvelous. 
Well, that formation that happened while we slept um, was mm-hmm. the goddess. Remember the beautiful goddess crop circle yes. in the uh, yeah. So there we were sleeping in the B and B right across the street from the field where the circle makers laid down the goddess. And that was very darn exciting because it's all buzzy when it's fresh and zzz, really. So we just had so much fun. But um, there's so something how does how does go ahead? How do people in England feel about all this? Since they seem much, to be where it kind of got big. Well, you know, there's a few crappies that are like excited about the season, and then they do tours or they make postcards or they do this or you know whatever. Um, so some people are passionate, but it's not like really hot thing over there. You'd think it would be. No, it's not all that exciting. I mean, the media has really done a uh, smackdown on crop circles. I just, you can hear me almost laughing. I don't know how they've done it, but I know why. And it's just because we're in a strange time where we're just about to cut the chafe and then bring in the really good things, free energy, 3D printing, crop circle technologies for food supply. You know, like all these things are going to be coming to the forefront and we're going to say, and we waited so long, why? We've had Tesla Tesla technology for decades and why haven't we been using it? Like, why? Yeah, I think people are going to be stunned. I think this uh, 100-year span is going to be like the black spot in history books as we evolve and look back on this period when we've been really miffed. I mean, this so, is the uh, time. You've tested the the crops after they have been flattened to, into or grown out of the earth and uh, uh, made these designs. Uh, do they continue to grow? Yes. And they don't actually flatten. I mean, some of them do flatten, but we've actually had crop circles where this is a mind boggler, where they go a f- foot up, 12 inches off the ground, and then they bend them. Now, that's impressive. So some of them are off the ground, lifted and bent, but many of them are bent and just flawless walls, like not a hair out of place. So some of them, like you were mentioning, get very ornate. And, you know, occasionally you'll get a simple circle or two circles connected by a rod, a bar, whatever. (laughs) But then on a rainy night... We got that one with 409 circles and not a track in. Really stunning. Yeah. You know, the other amazing one is uh, Stonehenge. Middle of the day. Bunch of people walking around Stonehenge. uh, Guards every 15 minutes front entry. Takes 15 minutes to walk the perimeter of Stonehenge, the outer edge. Then they come to the front, report in again, and they do another loop. So they know every 15 minutes it's a real consistent thing. This pilot flew over Stonehenge on this particular day, and uh, he had a scientist in the plane with him, and they were taking photos and measurements from the air of Stonehenge. And then they did a big loop, and they came back the same direction, the same path that they came on, and there was a brand-new crop circle right across the highway from Stonehenge, middle of the day, broad daylight, within 15 minutes, there's a brand-new crop circle. Have you ever um, witnessed one being made? No. 
that's everybody's dream, but no, I haven't. Yeah. Well, that's a lot of uh, people looking for UFOs. They're going to find them either, you know. So um, I think uh, there's there's some kind of phenomena that goes with that, that there's a purpose behind it. You know what I mean? Like it wouldn't happen if anybody was supposed to see it or something like that. Right. Well, I I think what we're working with is a science that's not being talked about very much, and it's plasma science. And what Levengood said is that when people understand how to work with plasma, how to measure it, then they're going to be able to reproduce, like the 3D printer, plasma. So if we could take water, pure water, and measure its plasma frequencies, measure its all kinds of frequencies, and be able to um, put a number to it, to calculate those frequencies, uh, then we can reproduce them, such as we could reproduce water over here using those yeah. same frequencies of the water. So it's really a new science that's, of course, been around forever, Tesla, and uh, yeah. as it moves into um, everyday life, we're going to see a big shift in cleaning up this planet quickly. So the last movie that I finished was called The Shift Has Hit the Fan, and um, I was showing different elements of evolution and crop circles that related to them, one of them being the SEG, the serial effect generator, again, a free energy device. But look at this crop circle. (coughs) Wow, it's the same almost schematic as the schematic of the SEG. So when I told you about the other crop circle that was just like the QEG, the other free energy device, well, looky there, there's a crop circle. I mean, that one was like spanky similar. This other one is just elementally similar, but not like identical. Um, But it was quite good. But then there was another one identical that was um, a replica of the schematic for an Italian magnetic motor, another free energy machine. So a lot of the crop circles are giving us schematics for free energy. I've got three to prove it right there. That's wonderful. And a lot of them... Now that we are spinning them from the center, we are seeing a lot of propulsion technology. So the new movie that I'm doing, um, which should be out in about two months, I'm very excited, is going to spin a lot of crop circles. And so all of a sudden, these formations we've seen in the wheat, well, let's take them for a spin. Oh, my God, what am I looking at? That's, that's, that's propulsion. You know, and when you see 60 of them in a row spinning, it's like your brain goes, I get it. Oh, my goodness. So I just I'm never overdosed. thought of that. That's, that's really awesome. You know, it's an awesome thing to uh, discover, and then uh, you why not move them? Because they do look like they're moving anyway, you know, so mm-hmm. the spinning is awesome. I know, great ideas. Is there any um, abnormal radiation readings? Have you ever detected in a crop circle? I've heard of it. It's nothing I've ever tested, so I don't know. Mm -hmm. I do know that there's so much misinformation about this field that um, I'm really glad that I didn't study other people's research. I just came innocent, late in crop circles, and started having communications with whoever's making them. So for me, it was this 
surprise-a-rama of, of um, <laughs> interesting interaction where I passed out, I thought. I woke up later by myself, have no idea how long I was there or what time it was, um, and all of a sudden I could see things I'd never seen before. My vision was really different, and I could hear things really far away. It was like something shifted in my head where my senses were really improved. And um, and then everything shifted, my priorities, you know, and I started making these movies like Bang, 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 Bang. And I'd never been trained in making movies, never thought about it, never wanted to. I mean, it wasn't like something that I had on my bucket list. <clears throat> and in uh, two years after that event, in August 2007, within two years, I made four full feature films. That was crazy. That's amazing. And I know. I just, it's, it, I know that it was happening, you know, because I've been watching for a long time, and it's just so interesting how everybody has their corner, and all of a sudden they're good at it. They just, uh, they're gifted, and uh, formerly didn't even know anything about it. Wasn't thinking about it. Yeah, a lot is happening fast because things have to change, and I think that um, the mother's really working with us, and I think that we as a species, are starting to consciously and subconsciously realize we got to work together as a team. Yeah, everybody feels that great need uh, to work together, and also uh, a lot of us are feeling like we're finding each other, like we're a long-lost family or something. Yeah, and I think the appreciation is even more because we are um, less and less devoted to money as we're having so much of it, I'm sorry to say, compromised away from us. I think a lot of people yeah. have had a lot of money stolen um, because times are just so seemingly desperate. Yeah. I mean, banks in 2008, oh, my God, what they got away with. And, you know, no rules, no regulations. Are you kidding me? That was weird. Well, uh, I don't know. It depends on how much money you have. Sometimes they'll hit it to the big guys, you know, that have all the money. But I think that's more of an object lesson, you know. Well, it's not about how much money. It's just the fact that the rules really changed. And banks took a lot of money from people without deserving it and got away with it. That's what I'm referring to. That's what I'm to talking about. Yeah, I am too. Yeah. I, I mean, the fraud is, names. it's been massive. Yeah, yeah. Can you, uh, Patty? Can you tell us how you know you where you were born and how how you started out in life, just for some inch background history? I'm from L.A. <clears throat> and I uh, grew up uh, studying music and gymnastics. I was an L.A. City champ. I was the teeterboard queen at Muscle Beach <laughs> cool. uh, for years in my teens and. Played classical piano growing up, and then started playing in bands when I was 16. So I played music 33 years. Really loved it. And um, 2004, I went to a dentist because I was really healthy and really into yoga and walking and organic food. And my dentist said, "What are you doing with these six mercury fillings in your teeth? We should get them out." And I said, yeah, you're right, I've been reading about that. And he said, $10,000. I was like, oh, oh really? Well, I'll just have to get back to you on that, right? Mm -hmm. 
So I called out for a second opinion, and somebody slightly out of town said, six grand free nitrous. And I was like, wow, same thing, white porcelain? And he said, yep, same thing. So I went out and I saved four grand, thinking, you know, even though my dentist of 30 years was fabulous, I wanted to save thousands of dollars. So I went to this other dentist, put the thing on my nose, the nitrous, I passed out. We talked about what he was going to do. And I woke up, and I had a mouthful of new mercury fillings. Oh, my God. And I looked at him and said, when are we starting? He said, we're done. And I said, no, I got a mouthful of silver fillings. He said, well, you know, during the procedure, you told me that you changed your mind. I said, I'm sorry, I've been unconscious for how long? Yeah. Are you telling me while I was unconscious, I changed my mind and said, poison me, please? Anyway, six months later, I lost the use of my hands. Oh, my God. As a harp- harpist, pianist, singer-songwriter for 33 years, that pretty much uh, took the wind out of my music career. I had open sewers on my fingertips, and uh, unfortunately I still have a few sewers, but it's going away now after 12 years, tens of thousands of dollars, years and years of detoxing, unbelievable things I've done to move this mercury out of me, and the dentist Never got a hand slap. Wow. You reported all this and everything? Hmm? You reported this? Oh, you couldn't get a lawyer in America to represent you in a mercury poisoning. Not today. Mm -mm. So then the doctors are well trained to give you the wrong blood test. So for seven years in a row, I trusted my doctors that delivered my, my kids and, yeah, trusted them. And they gave me the wrong blood test. They gave me the test like they're giving everybody else for organic mercury. Knowing damn well that it's inorganic mercury is the test you need. But if they all give the wrong test, then nobody gets to know they have mercury poisoning and there's no class action lawsuit. So we're in a bizarre time and they nailed me. I mean, the amount of mercury this guy slopped in my mouth really hurt me. It hurt my hands badly. On the other hand, literally, had I not been poisoned, had I not lost the use of my hands and had to stop playing music and stop touching fruit at the grocery store and stop shaking hands for the last 12 years and stop touching doorknobs without my shirts, you know, I mean, Mm -hmm. life is different with your hands like this. And uh, I was so desperate to heal, I went and laid in a crop circle. So that's the next Crop circles, I'm like, ah, oh, so this was supposed to happen. Here I am now, 10 years later, you know, six movies, two new ones coming out. And I'm just like, ah, that. And all that music that I wrote and sang and performed on harp and piano for 33 years is mm-hmm. the soundtracks for all my movies. Isn't that something? How did I know 25, 30, 40 years ago to write that song for this movie today? I mean, for me, it's just, I'm like it's phenomenal. Really, it's it's a beautiful. To me, it's a it's like a miracle, you know. And that every everything I have the the very uh, sure knowledge that nothing happens by accident. Yeah. Well, I do feel blessed to be doing this work. I do feel blessed that they communicate so well with me, and my new crop circle movie. Um, that it would be coming out in a few months, is all about the telepathic communications 
I did my 14 stories, and um, the footage, the, I mean, oh, God, I just, I'm so excited to tell it, because these are the things that, if I told you one, and you saw the footage to back it up, you're just like, wow, no wonder you're so convinced. And now I've got like 14 in a row that are just like, for me, toe-curling still, that I went through this Getting in a plane day after day in wind and rain with no door on my side. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I did it. Well, it's, it's amazing that uh, you had the stamina to keep going, even though you were you were being poisoned. And, well, I had my uh, hands in band-aids, and um, it was interesting because um, I went the opposite direction of what usually happens to mercury poisoning at that level. Typically, you go brain dead, <laughs> and I didn't. I went um, smarter than I've ever been, and I don't mean to say it like, you know, arrogantly in the least, but I was never an intellectual person. I was like a musician. I wasn't like, I was a musician, so I spoke in music, and I wasn't an intellect speaking in facts and data, and now I just kind of feel like a walking crop circle and um, what's going on in the world encyclopedia Mm -hmm. but i'm nowhere near as much fun as i used to be you know in the past it was like a lot more fun not knowing these things yeah it uh i I understand that but and then plus you're out in front with this you know the other people did a lot of work for a a long time but then you're here to pick up the gauntlet you know to pass the baton well i think i'm doing it in a different way which is i came in the back door i had no training i didn't Mm -hmm plan to do any of this, I can tell that I was chosen to do this work, and um, I've definitely been loyal, 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 and I've also dealt with the worst people I've ever met in my life since being in the field, and this was something that um, has really surprised me, and the very few women in ufology, I've had three different movie distributors, not one of them distributed the films. And my movies have been unethical. I can't even go into any adjectives or mood or feeling. Okay. But yes, okay. for me, I've had the complete shock of spending hundreds of thousands and eight years to make these beautiful movies that won six awards. And then I trusted not one, not two, but three different companies, and all three of them have hidden my movies, and I have had no income for the movies from these distributors, basically at all. I'm sorry, the one insisted that he did perform for the last eight years, 66 pennies a month. To me, that's not income per movie. That's terrible. 66 cents a month per movie, $2.49 per quarter. I'm like, you call that performance? Shame on you. Anyway, I can't say any names, but all three of them were hugely disappointing as humans, as corporations, as companies. And um, I do have four of them still in jail with the the final distributor, and I thought I was ending the relationship last week, and um, I can't Mm -hmm. even talk about it on the air, but it was so surprising to see their response to my generous offer and very clear. And um, I just had to tell my lawyer, you know what? The offer's off the table, and uh, I just will have to surrender that level of those four beautiful movies 
and move forward and make new movies. That's all I can do. But as a woman, I've been mm-hmm. blown away at the disrespect. And yeah. the three distributors, I mean, they're not all. And I don't even want to elaborate because it's not a victim thing. It's I'm really awake. My eyes are really open. And I am not here to impress anyone. I'm trying to help clean things up. And I think it's really important for everybody to step forward to clean things up. You're in the jails. My God, you're dealing with all kinds of um, anger and rage Mm -hmm. and fairness and not fairness. Yeah. And yeah, a lot it isn't of people... equally, you, you know, you, you hear about it all the time. It's not equally, uh, the uh, punishment is not equally distributed, let's put it that way. Well, I think we've got a real medical, a major medical monster right now, which is the fact that marijuana, which you probably have people in jail for marijuana, um, yes. um, is a major medicine. They are finally admitting, and now they're going to take credit and, you know, sell it, but they're finally admitting that, yeah, we've known for decades that THC kills cancer cells, that THC does good things for an awful lot. And why have they made it illegal? Because it's medicine. I mean, this is so bizarre that we have the vice president of Monsanto running the FDA since 2010. Oh, my God. That's 54%, 54% of our government works for Monsanto. We're in a very bizarre period where the history books are going to look back and the kids are going to look at grandma and say, why would, your, why would humans have just sat there and let this happen? Chemtrails? Fluoride in the water? Well, this has gone back so far. So far, let's say, since, you know, I'm from the 50s, you know, it's gone back since then, the manipulation, uh, oppression, and, uh, you know, even everybody has to fight, especially women, even for the right to vote. You know, it's just ridiculous. This whole thing has just been going on and on in our lifetime. We've had to watch it all, the suppression, the oppression, and that, you know, women seem to be on the last of the list. You could actually make fun of us and uh, not paid equally to this day. I know. Mind-boggling. But so I know. I think, it's just so ridiculous. Yeah. I'm not sure if I've been disrespected by the distributors because my movies tell the truth or because I'm a woman. I don't have the answer, but I know it's been abominable with all three of them. I mean something I wouldn't recommend anyone. And I'm a really nice person. I'm a grandmother. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm like, you guys, I'm hacked. My Skype, they've done malicious hacking on my Skype last month during the summer. They've done stuff to my website. I had to rebuild it three times last year and the year before. So somebody's paying hackers to be mischievous. Mm-hmm. And keep distracted from my work. Can you imagine spending money to do this? It's like... It's bizarre. So for me, they don't realize that every time they do something malicious, like little mosquitoes, it just gives me more of an understanding that this must be really important. Yeah. It doesn't 
go, eek, eek, I'm scared, or, you know, oh, gosh, you screwed me for more money. It's like, wow, what is it about what I'm doing that's that important? For me, I'm just going to keep going on a solid, steady flow and just keep the truth going. That's all I can do. I'm not mad at anyone, but I am tired of seeing us be lied to. The other movie, because I've got two going right now, it's fully filmed. It's in the edit right now on Fast Forward, and um, my editor showed me the first run yesterday, and I I actually cried. (laughs) It's so beautiful. And um, what it is is it's a movie about women. What a time that you would talk about it a minute ago. And it's called The Women of Today, and it's about wise women that we all are but recognizing that we all are. So I interviewed 35 women, and um, everybody's so completely different and so wonderful in their own way. And it was really fun to see everybody light up on camera because um, we do forget how important we are in the world. And each one of us has to look up and thank our mother, where we came out of, So, you know, ultimately so many people are bad to women, mean to their mother, disrespectful to women. It's like you forget where you come from. With all due respect, it's time to remember, take our hand, and walk with us. So um, it's a really empowering film about women and our magic and our wonder. So I do make movies to help the world. I didn't mean to do it, but I do now mean to do it. (laughs) And um, it's been ungodly expensive because it's been so surprising that the field is so disconnected and suppressive. But it hasn't stopped the real filmmakers that really care about helping humanity evolve, and I'm one of those. So I'd love it if your listeners would go to the website, support the work, make a donation, buy some movies, watch some movies, but really it's about taking in the information and even going through the website page after page and just looking at every crop circle and just receive whatever it is that that crop circle has to tell you. They're they're just amazing. And I'm on mm-hmm. it now. I've, all day I've been studying crop circles because I'm picking images for my new movie from a beautiful library of a guy in England that's just better than me at taking pictures and footage. I'm in the microlight bouncing in the wind and rain. He's in a helicopter just smooth sailing and probably mm-hmm. a window. <clears throat> Gosh. You know, are you have you ever captured anything else like orbs or anything else while you're out there filming crop circles? Has anything oh, else showed up that was uh was unusual? Oh yeah. Yeah. I um I have a movie called Orbs and Light Beings and um these guys actually told me that they had seen balls of light over Eastfield crop circle and the ball turned and a door opened and illumined light beings with arms legs and a head came out reached in and pulled out a second light being and he swore he said my eyes don't lie it's just my rational mind that tried to find a rational explanation. And I met he and his friend. They were Belgian. They fell out of their truck. We were at the research center where I told you we start our mornings over there to see where the new crop circle is. We have coffee there, and then we blaze off to find them. And these guys were just delirious, and they had had that sighting. 
And I realized that two years earlier, same location, Eastfield, I had photos of balls of light with a doorway open. So that's the movie. Um, It's called Orbs and Light Beings, and unbelievable photos of these orbs with a doorway open that are the ones making the crop circles. I'm sure of it because the stories are all correlating now. And that's what's happening in this last movie. After so much information, now it's all making sense. Like explaining the three of us, Earth always, us sometimes, ETs sometimes, and all three of us sometimes involved in making the crop circles. The interesting thing is that that's who's making them, but who are they for? Well, let's look at that. They're for the earth because she gets to express herself with this message that she has predetermined with either humans that are meditating or ETs that are saying, yeah, we need a star map here because our brothers are coming from, you know, whatever planet. We need to stick a star map down there near Silvery Hill. Quick, quick, lay down a star map that points over to the south. So I think a lot of the crop circles are also directionals between different species. But the fact that they have to come through water, because 96 or 7% of all documented crop circles are sitting over an aquifer, sounds to me like it's for the water also. So if the crop circles all come through the earth, through the water, and then it spreads out to all the water, then these sacred geometric messages or coded data messages also go out to the waters and spread out to the earth. And then they come through and they lay the field down. These frequencies spin, 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 and they meet up with the ET frequencies and spin, spin, spin. And then if it's an all three of us crop circle, then all three of our frequencies are spinning in these counter-rotating vortices. And when the frequency is correct for the message to appear, they separate into two spinning balls of light, which is what humans see. They shoot a message in code between them of what the formation is going to be, and they lay the crop circle down in seconds. And the movie that I did called Crop Circle Update, The Wake-Up Call, In the first five minutes, I showed footage where two balls of light lay a crop circle down in seconds. And it was completely strange how I found this communication between the two balls of light. But I reversed the footage and just did this bizarre telepathic communication and found this communication between the two balls of light right before they laid the crop circle down. So for me, I'm completely convinced that I can convince an audience in a heartbeat with this physical evidence, visual evidence, um, that crop circles are real and they're happening constantly year after year. It's not like they're slowing down or stopping. And they're in all different countries, in all different kinds of crop. So they're definitely a message coming out of the earth, through the water, for the people on earth to see, and also anybody flying over people or ETs or Mm outer-dimensional beings. So look who they're for, not just us. Yeah. Um, 
on the mountains and the plains that are uh, before we had airplanes and stuff. These are a couple thousand or more years old, and there are drawings of monkeys, of bugs, of flying uh, birds and stuff. For some made for something flying overhead to see them. Mm-hmm. So they remind me of crop circles on the earth and the dirt, or scratching the ground. You know, it's one of them, the pictographs. Right, pictograms. Well, um, pictograms are when they don't want us to misunderstand the message. Yes. Coded messages are when they don't want us to understand the words. 2009 was an amazing pictogram summer where all summer long birds, fish, bugs, dragonfly. Oh, my God. Do you remember the dragonfly crop circle? Yes. Yes. Veins in the wings. That thing was gorgeous. And what happened eight months later? Birds, fish, bugs were all going, what's with the pictograms? Birds, fish, bugs, BP oil spill. Millions of them died. Birds, fish, and bugs died. Still are from the core exit. So, you know, we had warning. We were told. Through crop circles. We're just not putting pieces together. I am. (laughs) And all the time, like, yeah, you're doing it for a reason because, you know, um, because now there are like so many of them, uh, it might be. Do you think it would move away from being a phenomena and move more into, uh, as you reveal the facts? I think there's a great purpose behind this. I don't know what's going to come down, you know, but um, I, I think that, well, okay, so you have hoaxers for crop circles like you have UFO hoaxers. You know, there's always going to be a jerk in the whole thing or two Scottish drunk guys or, you know, somebody, uh, you know, having a a little alien guy walk across his window or whatever. You know what I mean? There's always going to be somebody hoaxing. And uh, I don't know if it's just human nature to lie and try to bring more, I don't know, to be part of it. Or also it hits our funny bone in some ways when people do it or or whatever, but um, to take uh, something and make these new discoveries with, you know, it's pretty, it's rough what you're involved in. It's it's rough. I could see how it would be hard and people would be skeptical. Yep. Well, mainly because the media has done such a bite on it. Yeah. And got some pretty good misinformants in the field misleading the public. Yeah. The Doug and Dave, the two guys that claim they made all the crop circles, you know, in the 80s, 90s. It's like, that's nice, but did you make the one that happened in Italy or the one that happened in Argentina the same night? You know? Yeah. Doug and Dave, did you? Well, if you did, then you're traveling at the speed of light, so you're not human anyway, right? Right. Well, I'm just glad that you're in the forefront with this, and... Um, what if, uh, you know, how are people dealing with the slander that's been going on about this and other topics, CFO topics and stuff like that? I don't know. I'm not dealing with slander. Um, I'm dealing with hacking and suppression. Yeah. But, um, I used to be a lot more, 
defensive or defending yes. of the phenom. When people would say, oh, there's not real crop circles, I used to say, well, you know, there really is, and, you know, I'd take the time. And now when people say to me, there's really no crop circles, my new response is one step back, a smile, and I go, well, there you go. <laughs> I gotta yes, tell you, Char, it feels a whole lot better than going humor. in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Keep your sense of humor is the the foremost thing of what gets me through life. Is that you know, um, when you can laugh at it, you can actually be stronger and then keep moving on. You know, and I'm glad that that you're taking that approach. Is you can't keep fighting and fighting and fighting. You move through creatively because this has really affected you, uh, and you're a filmmaker now. This is really a wonderful thing. Yeah, well, it's about where you're going to put your energy, and mm-hmm. I'm not young anymore. I think we're probably around the same age, and so um, I need to really choose where I put my energy because I can wear pretty thin, and I live in the woods. I go down with the sun. I get up with the sun. This is late for me. <laughs> I'm an hour ahead, but, I mean, I'm down by 9 and up by 6, so it's a different kind of calendar when i do coast to coast radio from one to three in the morning it takes like days mm-hmm. to recover that's okay. the middle of the night so um, yeah that's rough that's a rough shift now well, talking about shifts i want to hear about this shift the shift of it all well it's really about all of us making a decision to no longer support these entities that are not working. We can't stop them literally, but we can stop supporting them, such as Diet Cola, such as fast food that's really knowingly bad for you, such as GMOs. All these things, we just don't have to buy it. We have to step out of the norm and go out of our way and pay more. I love the new label says non-GMO. It should say non-poisoned food. Yes. There's this part of me like, what the hey? Non-poisoned food. How did they get away with it, and why are they getting away with it? Well, Monsanto owns the government. I'm sorry. Doesn't the government work for the people? Aren't we the people? That's You know, that's why I found a lot of my experiences a betrayal. You know, and I had to work my way through that because... I don't know if you have any kind of dreams or visions about the work you're doing, but I've had many, many, and some of them are pretty bad, you know, that I became, since I've been a patriot all my life, you know, and I come from, you know, both sides were immigrants from uh, other parts of the world and, uh, you know, so happy to be here and patriotic and all that. And then uh, I've gone to certain areas and seen things that I just feel like, what, what, Government are they in? Is you know is this America? What is it? You know, and how could people do that and think it's okay? Well, I need to encourage everyone, like you do, having a show. Thank you. Yeah. To wake up and stay up, and lovingly tell your neighbors and your friends to wake up and stay up and stop supporting the problem. If you've got that chemical spray to kill the bugs in your garden anywhere in your garage, you need to take it back to that store with a wall of that product and say, I want to return this because I'm killing my neighbor's kids. 
And if everybody well, took that bucket back that's in the corner of their garage to the same store, the chain store that sells a wall of those products, and says, I'm killing my neighbor's dog. Take this back. I don't care how long ago I bought it. Take it back. I don't even care if I don't have a refund. And then there's a stack of it behind the counter. That's the only way we're going to affect change. You know, we can't people wait. don't want to use it. Pardon me? It's like you, just to create the environment that's not being tolerated. You don't want to use it. Well, everybody votes with their dollars. Mm-hmm. And these companies cannot get by if all of a sudden everybody pulls out of the stock market, then that scam's over. If all yeah. of a sudden everybody pulled money out of whatever doesn't work, then that scam is over. So it's really about not supporting the problem. And when we look at the opportunities coming up to vote and we say which person is the least corrupt, we've got a problem. Mm. And, you know, when I speak to my friends in Europe and they say, you've got a Bush, a Clinton, and a Trump, wah, 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 don't your people get it? I'm like, I'm not proud, but I am from here. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's kind of embarrassing, okay? (laughs) Right? Of course, I'm embarrassed. I am embarrassed about it. So, uh, um. When we look at, uh, you know, I love watching, uh, you know, features and, uh, uh, you know, movies on whatever the interest I'm in. I have been interested in the ones about the crops and the money and the the uh, chemicals. And I've been watching uh, certain, you know, buildings and uh, like Dow and where they are and stuff like that and how it's changed over the years. Me and my friend had been watching it. So with the Dow chemical sign used to be really big, and then it got shrinking and shrinking, and then it started changing its name, and then it started putting a green leaf by its name. And now it's Amstai. <laughs> it just changed the name. And it was so hilarious to us because it's still Dow. So we looked right. up Amstai, and they had uh, Dow had given an award to Amstai. So now Amstai is on the front of the building, but it's all the same thing. And I have been angry since I was 15 years old over this because I'm from the era when the Vietnam War was going on, and uh, you know, being 15 and and being upset because I knew the chemicals that they were using, the defoliant agent orange and things like that, and also the implants for women and all of it, I I was watching Dow because of it. And it's weird that uh, I would be able to pass that sign quite frequently and watch what was going on. It's just it's just ridiculous. And then somebody actually sent me a book, and it's about the men in black, and it was concerning a Dow Chemical Company, and it was very chilling. It was chilling that actually that I would notice and actually that I would notice it for that long. Chilling is that they're still in business and getting away with it. That's you know, chilling. there was a, there was a, this, there was a, uh, okay, so defoliant is, you know, actually weed killer, let's say. So weed killer, and they're using the same ingredients in Agent Orange in the weed, you know, the Roundup, stuff like that, that you put along your line, uh, your yard, like you were saying and those chemicals and stuff, but um, it's the same stuff they used 
in uh, Agent Orange, which is calling, you know, causing generations of cancers and everything else to our people. Because it's here, but I don't know how you say you can use it and not be touched by it. Once it's in the water, it's everywhere. None of this is okay. No, it isn't. And it's a very tough time in human history that we're being run by such dark lords that this would even be happening. Exactly. Our trees are dying, our rivers are being poisoned, people are being poisoned, and we each need to take a stand, stop supporting the problems, wake up our neighbors, and just keep the love going, stay positive, keep the faith. But I think that um, the reason that I'm really working to stay empowered and to empower women through the women's movie is because there is something about compassion that's been missing in history for decades. And we've been a very patriarchal society run by men that love war, men that love football where they bash each other and, you know, bear with me, but it's a time where the divine feminine in man and woman really needs to come back into play because we have got to shift the energy on this planet or uh, I don't even want to say or, we have got to shift the energy on this planet and um, be a lot more loving again. And I think that when these advanced technologies coming to us through extraterrestrials, messages being told to us through crop circles, when they are common knowledge, I think all of these horrific things that have been done by these chemical companies um, is going to be cleaned up in record time. I think we're going to be surprised that these advanced technologies are prepared to deal with this um, level of cleanup that needs to be done. And somehow I just see the miracle. I see that we're going to come out of it, and people need to wake up. People need to start caring. And when people say, oh, the problem is too big, I can't do anything, so I'm just going to keep living my my nice life and stay selfish and be happy, it's like, no. All of us need to make a stand right now and stop buying GMO foods and say no to fluoridating the water and stop being okay with all these things that are going on. Everybody needs to take a stand lovingly and um, make a difference here so that we can start being more conscious, have our media telling us the truth instead of the not truth, and uh, wake up because we, my God, we've got such a beautiful planet here. And we have done some destruction that needs to be turned around. And I think the crop circles have given us a lot of information about how to do that. So I'm sticking with it. I feel very blessed to be doing this work. And um, even though my hands have been really difficult to deal with, I've never learned so much in the course of 10 years in my whole life put together. That's awesome. Well, you found your purpose, Miss. When you find your purpose... You know the it's uh it's it's not futile. You can fight and you can keep going and keep creating because you're on your purposeful road. You know, and it goes a lot smoother. It never starts out that way, and things do happen, but it always gives you that energy to keep moving forward. Right. Well, I think then, go it's just a chapter of purpose. You know, my purpose used to be to play music. <clears throat> now it's to make movies and use that music. And, um, you know, I think all of us are just 
rising with our frequency and our purpose is going to evolve along with us. Right. Have you had any uh, psychic phenomena that goes along with uh, your being around the crop circles and uh, investigating the, the orbs and the lights and things like that? Constantly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Were you like that before? Um, Were you sensitive before or more so now? In a so different now? way. I think that this has opened up a communication with a particular um, frequency, which are the circle makers. Before, I don't think, um, I don't, you know, again, they take different form, different shape. Um, and it might be the same guides I've had my whole life, probably, but I don't really know the answer to that. I do know, though, that this chapter is something I would have never guessed or anticipated. Mm-hmm. I call everything really? a chapter. Yeah. Cause, you know, but, but, but think about it. How did you get here from there? Like, how did that happen? <laughs> that's when we start going, am I in a matrix? I mean, like, which <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Which is real, or in the mall in the grocery store, or this woo-woo life I have up here in the woods with my pet fox and orbs in every photo. I'm not sure which one's real, but um, I'm definitely living in two worlds. I think you are, too. Yes, I am. um, I want to encourage your audience to really know that when you are around another dimensional being or a wild animal like a deer or a fox or a snake or a moth. I really believe that because they don't waste time talking and gossiping, they're all telepathic. They're all energetic. So what we put out to them, they're going to pick up. And so when we're around, when I'm around wildlife, I always go really calm. I slow my breathing down to try and match them. And I also lower my body height, and then they don't feel intimidated. But I can call in just about any animal easily, wildlife, by doing this. And I think it's the same skill that we use for ETs that are friendly, benign. I haven't experienced anything like you have or some of the people that have had these difficult abductions. And that would be the word abduction. When people say to yeah. me, oh, you abducted, I say no, no. I don't use the term abduction for my experiences. I've had contact, a lot of it. And so 14 of those stories are my new movie coming up in a couple months. And it's all telepathic. One example. I was in England filming in 2008, and I had done a ton of filming. Late in the season, people kept saying, what do the farmers have to say? I said, well, some this, some that, but, yeah. Well, can you put some farmer stories in the movie? And I was like, "Mm, no. No. It's not about the farmers, it's about the messages. It's not about the farmers and their drama or their happy or sad with the crop circles. It's about the messages and about the science to prove that these things are real. They're not just all guys with boards and ropes. 
so people kept saying, come on, you know, interview some farmers. So I was like, okay, okay, who's the farmer that's mowing down most of the fields in Avebury? So they gave me his name. I called him up. He says, hey, okay, meet you at the barn at my farm. Here's directions. I'll meet you at 1 o'clock. Don't be late. I'll only have 20 minutes. Beautiful day. Get to the farm. There's a perfect big machine combine out there. The wind is nice and quiet. And he shows up, and I had a friend with me from Holland who uh, just wanted to come watch me film for a day, and I said, good, you can pretend you're my assistant. So we get there, and I start to set up the camera, and he shows up. And he was jolly and, you know, in his overalls and pink pink cheeks and big belly. And it was like, oh, perfect, you know, perfect day. So um, I'm doing this for the people, not for the circle makers, but I figure there must be a reason. So 2008, I um, pull out my tripod from the trunk of the car, set the camera on it, go slide it on, try to slide it on, turned it around, tried to slide it on, and my camera would not go on the tripod to save my life. I turned it over, I took it apart, I put it back together, tried to slide it on. It would not go on to the piece on the tripod. So I sat the camera on top like just balanced. And I said, don't anybody get near this camera tripod situation because I can't get it to lock on. I mean, it's just like barely on the edge. So I reach in the trunk, grab my microphones because the farmers now are like, hey, mate, I'm down to 11 minutes now. Let's get this going. I say, hey, I'm doing my best. So meanwhile, my hands are in gloves and Band-Aids. I was in really bad shape in 2008 with the mercury poisoning. So gloves and Band-Aids, all of a sudden, neither mic is working. That would be 16 freaking batteries with gloves and Band-Aids, which is not easy. And he's counting down. Hey, mate, I'm down to seven minutes there. I'm like getting in a bad mood. Okay, tell you what. Let's just go in the barn And I will use my knee as a tripod. I'll use the interior mic of the camera to mic you. Let's just go inside your barn and film this thing so that we can nail it, because I came all the way here. Let's just do it. My camera gear's not working. I don't know why. I replaced 16 batteries. It still didn't work. That's it. Let's go in the barn. Oh, no, mate. We can't go in the barn. We just sprayed in there. And I said, I'm sorry. What did you spray with? That you won't go in your own barn. Isn't that where the food goes? Well, we just sprayed the wheat, too. I'm like, what did you spray the wheat with that you won't walk in your barn? And his response was, oh, look there, we're out of time, let's go. And he gets in his car and drives away. Now, this was before I knew about GMOs and poisoning the food supply. I looked at my friend, and we were both just like, what on earth would be in the barn and on the wheat that he wouldn't walk in. Why would he be poisoning his food? And we just stood there like, what just happened? And all of a sudden, the hair went up on my arms. I had chills head to toe, tingles on the top of my head. And I said, oh, guess who's here? And my friend looked at me, and she was like, who? And I said, I'm getting the tingles like the circle makers are here. Oh, Wow, watch this. I mean, like, totally, I got a telepathic communication. And I looked at my Mm -hmm. friend, Holland, and I said, watch this. And I grabbed the camera out of the trunk, and it slid right on the tripod and locked down. As the farmer is barely visible driving away. (laughs) She starts to laugh. I said, wow. And I said, oh, my, bigger tingles. 
watch this. And I stuck the mics on, and they both worked as the farmer's driving away. And I looked at my friend, and I said, you know, I'm willing to do what people want for these movies, but truth is, I really just need to work with the circle makers in my intention. So that's the last time I'm going to doing that and I thought it was absolutely fabulous that they it were so fabulous. so clear and so precise and I was like exactly. I got it <laughs> I love that I could just see him driving away too <laughs> yep goodbye and good riddance camera didn't just Jeez. teleport out of the trunk and float itself onto the <laughs> tripod and lock its little self down while I just stood there with my arms you know that would have been even better Wow. But they haven't we had a hater. <laughs> they haven't done that yet. <laughs> now we only have just a few minutes left. Uh, I can see you callers. Uh, the call number is six one nine nine two four nine seven four four. But if you do want to ask a question, you got to push uh, the button one, and that way I know so I don't just pick up. You know, while you're uh, drinking a cup of coffee. So that's why I never pick up. So you guys got to press one before I pick up. I see you, but I'm not picking up unless you press the right button. Anyway. So, you know, you're in, who would have known that you would be doing this? You know, to me, it's a it's a wonderful thing and that you have found your purpose and I think then the the uh the path is uh so satisfying. It's a different feeling than if you're just banging your head against a wall. You know? Yeah. Even if it even though I'm not saying it's easy because I don't think it's as easy as, at all. You know, you have to push and you have to, you know, fight and uh, strange things do happen, the blocks and stuff like that. But when you're living your purpose, it's a whole different feeling. You know, it's a it's a feeling for me, you know, that I'm, you know, now that's slipped into my purpose of life. But I always knew it was to serve, you know, so. But, you know, now it's even better. And now I'm going to get retiring pretty soon, really, and uh, about three years. So, uh, you know, when you're going to your purpose, there's a certain feeling of bliss I have every single day. And I can't say I said that a few years ago. I couldn't say that. But there's a bliss that's in my body. Even though I'm sick, you know, I have a thyroid thing and all this. But, uh, you know, um, as soon as I get surgery, it's going to be totally cured, people. So don't get worried about me. I'm, I'm just struggling right now, but it's only because I need to get these things. I have tumors on my parathyroid that actually are caused by excess radiation. Now you tell me what that means. Don't even start me. I know. So I haven't used the microwave in four years. And people still <laughs> act like I'm the freak not using the microwave. And I'm on an old O'Keefe and Mirror gas stove, and I'm perfectly happy. You know, I cook, really cook. So <laughs> <laughs> it's a mess. I did notice that. that when you're cooking, you know, it's a lot more laborious. But I have I something told me don't bring that with you. And uh I have been away from re- that kind of radiation for four years. However, I was diagnosed last November. And it's the well, levels I, I the levels I have is from the ch- like Chernobyl victims, Chernobyl victims. I'm so sorry. So, I know, but when did that happen? That's I think what? that I'm 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 like physical proof that this weird stuff happens. You know that well, that uh, a lot of people. It's happening to a lot of people. We're being unfairly radiated by all kinds of stuff right now, and that's why everything is about the wake up call. We have got to say no and make a difference, each and every person. So I'd like to encourage your audience for the last time to visit pattygreer.net. 
And the movie talking about what really needs to change is the shift has hit the fan. The movie that shows you how crop circles are really made and how they communicate these balls of light right before they lay the circle down is called Crop Circle Update, The Wake Up Call. And you can stream them on the website for five bucks, seven days. Watch it as many times as you want. There's the Orbs movie. There's the 2012 Evolution movie. Six movies, four CDs, all about evolution and no misinformation, which I think is the jewel. So I just wanted to invite everybody to go visit the website, watch a movie or two, and get out there and make a difference in the world. Char, thank you for your show. Thank it's you really so good much. I keep trudging trudging forward into this unknown world of phenomena, you know? And uh, nothing could be more interesting, you know, and nothing uh, creates uh, friends and enemies so fast. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> See? It is so it's, it's amazing. So um, I want to wish you a good night, and uh, please see Patty at www.pattygreer, G-R-E-R-E-E. Right, G R E E R dot net. And I right. love your website. It has all the information. Actually, it's very easy to get to that uh, page you're talking about with the movies on it. And it's it has the uh, little cost button, the donate button on the right. And uh, it's a beautiful uh, site, I have you say. And lots of nice pictures. And it's very rich in uh, information. And uh, we look forward to the movie about the empowering women and that um, we really need it. I mean, to this day and age that we're still not paid the same, that we're not, uh, we should be treasured as national treasures. We're bringing the babies into the world, you know, but we don't get the support we need. You know, every mother should be taken care of and given health benefits and funds to raise their their babies. And, you know, because there's a lot of single parents that, that don't have the funding. Or families that aren't wealthy that need to uh, be sure they have, if they can't do the breast milk, be sure they have milk and diapers. I'm serious. If if you're shorted on your early protein and feeding levels, you're you're going to be a short person. You know what I mean? Even if you're genetically not supposed to be short, you will be short because you're not fed enough. You know, it's just stuff like that. You know, that's why we have a kid with a one kid short. And then later on, the family got more prosperous, and they end up with a big football player because they got enough protein. You know, it's it's just, uh, you know, so I believe in the care and the nurturing of women. I'll never forget, uh, my husband, um, was, my strange husband, was uh, had issues uh, with uh, Catholicism and stuff like that. Anyway, he said if it was up to him, he would have never eaten the apple. And I was—I remember I was at a coffee shop. I don't know if you remember this coffee shop, the surfboard in Hermosa Beach, but uh, the people aren't there anymore. But we're sitting in that coffee shop, and he said that to me. He would not have eaten the apple. I said, I don't know what you have about women or whatever, uh, you know, has caused you to be like this. I said, but look at all these women in the room. He said, yes. I said, either they just got through having a baby, they're getting ready to have a baby, or they're pregnant now. All to create this world. Without us, you wouldn't be here. And he freaked out. He just got traumatized. <laughs> it's traumatizing to people to think they were, you know, hatched out of a rock or something. Right. No, you came out of a woman. Like it or lump it. So thank you for your work you're doing. My pleasure. All right, well. You take care. 
Have fun in the mountains. I shall, and thank you for your work. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it. I appreciate this call, and um, very much you're invited on any time. Uh, I would love to promote your movie in any way I can, so just let me know when that's done. Well, I'll be following you anyway, so I'll know. And uh, you take care, Patty. And it's it's been an amazing night. And um, thank you so much for being our guest tonight. My pleasure. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Patty. Take care. Bye bye. Okay. Bye bye. So Patty is just phenomenal. Um, what's what's uh, what's happened is is that she had uh, we're friends on Facebook too, and uh, she had put these pictures up of. Um, these foxes, and at first I was kind of disorientated. I was thinking, okay, there's some foxes in, in the back porch area. But then it turned out to be these foxes. They're very wild foxes that just come to her back door, you know, like uh, just like dogs or a, a stray cat. And there's all these foxes there. It's like some, I think I saw one picture where there was uh, like a five or six, like a whole family of foxes sitting there, and they're very beautiful. And you know they're wild, they're not tame. And, uh, you know, the woman's phenomenal and the things that she's working with, and uh, it's wonderful. So these are these beautiful red foxes, and you can see the delightful smile on her face when you see them. And they're actually getting as close as, you know, three, four inches to to go up and say hi. And uh, that's a beautiful thing. I think we are at one with nature and everything else. So... The crop circle phenomena is uh, very interesting, and I hope you enjoyed the show tonight. And I wish all of you all the best. Now, we're going into a new year, and uh, I have a good feeling about this year. I don't feel that it's going to be easy, but with work, we're going to be able to excel in all areas. So everybody, find out where you fit and then just start working in that area because uh, you're going to prosper when you find your purpose and get on that road and start doing it. I don't know what your purpose is. You know, but I found mine is to serve and to help, and I'm very happy doing it. And uh, it's going to be, uh, you know, a wonderful year ahead, but it's also what we make it, you know. So if you get an inspiration, you've got to get up and go do it because you're the one. Nobody has to appoint you. You have to appoint yourself and just start doing something. And the way I started out in this whole thing is that um, of being uh, helping people with uh, – you know, problems and living in the streets and stuff like that is that I got up out of my house one day because I felt like if I'm not doing something as part of the healing process, then I'm part of the problem. So I got up and I started going in the streets and helping get prostitutes off the streets. I just did it by myself and because there's kids that, that live with uh, mothers that happen to be prostitutes or living on the streets and live in cars and have terrible circumstances. And I would go and find them housing. I would just talk to them personally and then call the housing people and say, you know, we have a crisis here. People living in their cars, turning tricks, and have the kids right in the car with them. And uh, it's just a miserable life. And uh, I would help get them off the street. So that's how I started out. And then, of course, I went back to college and, uh, you know, studied to be a counselor. And that's what I'm doing today. But it didn't start out like that. What started out like is that I could not – eat my meal or drink my nice hot coffee in happiness if somebody else couldn't, you know, if they're, they were without. And um, that's the way I feel about that, that you can't entirely be happy if that someone next to you is starving. And so whatever it is, whatever you can do, take care of it where you are. You know, that's the message tonight is there's a lot of phenomena in the world. There's all different things of interest. 
you know, but the person next to you in this new year, what you see, try to help. And you can do it in subtle ways. And uh, I've really, er, really enjoyed the Green Bee Company with the, the Cup of Joe for Soldier. And uh, that was my part of what was going on with the Christmas thing. So Soldier is still writing me, and I'd like to say uh, hi to uh, Captain, uh, no, it's Captain, he's Major Tony in Quatar. Um, and uh, he said thanks for the, the cup of coffee and that he wished me happy happy New Year, which is, you know, uh, phenomenal. So just giving a little bit, just buying a you know a cup of coffee, just soldiers all over the place. It's uh, it's been really that giving has given me uh, such a joy, you know, because they know just what to say. And uh, these people have put their lives in and their whole families on the line for us. So uh, if you want to do that, there's an excellent program to do. It's uh, it's for service people. So you'll find that right on my webpage of how you can send just you can do one cup, you can do five, you can do six, and that's how you um donate your time. So at the end of it to the end of the show now I want to thank everybody that was listening, everybody that was in chat and stayed quiet, but um in the phone lines too. I want to thank you all for calling in and uh and I appreciate it. And we also want to thank Patty Greer again. And her website is www.patty net, where you can find all her information on her movies and everything else she's up to. And her films are astonishingly honest and organic because she didn't use other people's research. This girl went out and did it on her own. And she's in the middle of it all, and she has, she has hundreds of crop circle images and film clips exposing the correlation and consistency within the pattern of her public presentation. So go ahead and go over there and look, and you're going to love it. So uh, thanks, Patty, again for all you shared with us and for being the human being you are. I can't wait to see your next project. So anyway, the Paranormal Sacred wants to say thank you so much for listening in. And the Paranormal Sacred is a place where the unheard may be heard. And we are, if you want to, con- you know, follow the links to contact me, if you want to leave me a message, you'd like part of be part of our show, you're welcome to. Uh, or for general help and assistance, so go ahead and friend me or message me on to the, power, the Paranormal and the sacred on Facebook. Now I'm there, so I'll get your message. And then also you can reach me at Sharma McCain, P.O. Box 980, Hermosa Beach, California, 90254. Drop me a message, no hate mail, please. And I want to thank all our guests again and those who called in listeners. This show is archived, so you may listen to it again. And remember to tell your friends the paranormal is sacred is a place where we can all just come together and talk about any phenomenon we want. Anyway, God bless everybody. May your best dreams come true and true love live in your heart. And once again, I'm going to play this song for my daughter. And let's see if I can find it. Let's see. Let's go. Here we go. I love her very much. I love you, Ronnie. And Micah, my son's birthday is on the 10th. And uh, my grandson's, he just had his. So happy birthday, Marky. And uh, all my other family members and also my great-grandson, Noah. Happy birthday, you guys. Love you. Miss you. Bye-bye. I took my love, took it down. I climbed a mountain and I turned around. And I saw my reflection in 
Yeah. 